0: Jump into the epic world of Avatar The Last Airbender. With
1: Nickelodeon's official companion podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Listen to Avatar, Braving the Elements. Wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Welcome. Welcome one and all in here, out there, all around the world to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. Folks... IT'S A BIG DAY, AND NOT JUST BECAUSE MY GUEST TONIGHT IS MR. DAVID LETTERMAN. uh, YEAH, I AGREE. I COULD NOT AGREE MORE. I'M SO HAPPY HE'S BACK IN THE ED Sullivan THEATER BECAUSE HE LEFT A YOGURT IN THE BREAK ROOM FRIDGE. (laughs) AND I THINK IT'S GROWING. (laughs) TODAY, OF COURSE, IS ALSO JOE BIDEN'S BIRTHDAY. HAPPY BIRTHDAY, MR. PRESIDENT. GOOD FOR YOU. BIDEN IS NOW 81 AND HAS BROKEN HIS OWN RECORD AS THE UNITED STATES' OLDEST SITTING PRESIDENT. ALSO, ALSO, OLDEST LEANING PRESIDENT AND (laughs) OLDEST JUST LYING DOWN TO REST MY EYES FOR A BIT PRESIDENT. (laughs) ON HIS BIRTHDAY, BIDEN RECEIVED A FESTIVE BOUQUET OF TERRIBLE POLL NUMBERS. IN FACT, HIS APPROVAL RATING HAS DECLINED TO THE LOWEST LEVEL OF HIS PRESIDENCY, 40%. Still. Forty percent, but still pretty good for an eighty-year-old guy running around town with poll numbers less than half his age. You know what I mean? No. I I don't know what I mean. I don't know why you would know what I mean. Biden still has plenty of supporters, and here's what they love about him: he's not somebody much worse, because Biden voters say they are more motivated by their desire to stop Trump than by support of the president. Well. Well, yeah, nobody buys a fire extinguisher because they're big fans of pressurized foam. <laughs> <laughs> Biden's, team, Biden's team has a couple of different ideas on how to deal with his age going into next year. One is to allow him more time to rest and not send him on so many draining international trips, which advisors call the... Bubble wrap strategy. (laughs) Some strategists think Biden should get out there more. One Democratic pollster said President Biden should continue to do what he's been doing, connecting personally with people and making jokes about the coverage of his age. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Knock, knock. Who's there? Not sure, but he's been standing silently in my doorway for a while now. He's a (laughs) pale fellow, big cloak, long, sharp knife on a pole. SMILING RIGHT AT ME, GREAT shed OF CHOMPERS, LOOK INTO HIS EYE SOCKETS TO SEE A LITTLE MOVIE ABOUT ALL THE FUN STUFF I DID WHEN I WAS A KID. GOOD STUFF, FUNNY GUY. TODAY, THERE YOU GO, TODAY WAS ALSO,
1: REALLY, I DON'T KNOW. ALL RIGHT.
0: TONIGHT WAS ALSO THE ANNUAL PARDONING OF THE WHITE HOUSE TURKEYS a TRADITION THAT OFFICIALLY BEGAN 76 YEARS AGO UNDER FORMER PRESIDENT TRUMAN. AND THAT ALMOST DIDN'T HAPPEN BACK THEN, THANKS TO THE FAMOUS HEADLINE, TURKEY PARDONS TRUMAN. <laughs> the, lucky birds, THE LUCKY BIRDS WERE CHOSEN BY THE WHITE HOUSE AND IN A NOD TO THE SWING STATE OF PENNSYLVANIA ARE NAMED LIBERTY AND BELL. MUCH MORE ELEGANT THAN WHEN CLINTON NEEDED NEW JERSEY'S VOTES, SO HE NAMED THE TURKEYS EXIT 154 AND GOBBLE <laughs> pre pardon the turkeys were treated to a lavish welcome. They arrived to D.C. in style in a stretch black Cadillac Escalade, which can mean only one thing after the ceremony. They're going to prom! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they're going to prom. The theme this year is enchantment under the gravy. (laughs) Liberty... Really? You don't know what happens to turkeys? (laughs) Am I the one informing you what happens? (laughs) Liberty and Belle enjoyed all the comforts of a hotel, starting with taking a bubble bath. (laughs) Oh, yeah, bubble baths are great for turkeys. You put them in the warm water, you add some bath salts, maybe some bath pepper, some bath carrots and (laughs) onions, whatever herbs you're lying around, and just bathe them low and slow. (laughs) They love it. When it comes to music, a spokesman told reporters that the turkeys are Swifties. No surprise, we all know what song they're listening to.
1: Someone.
0: Oh, here's someone who might want to slip into a turkey suit to get pardon, Donald Trump. <laughs> you see, he is the subject of lawsuits all across the country trying to keep him off the ballot for violating the 14th Amendment's ban on public officials who engaged in an insurrection. Well, on Friday, ladies and gentlemen, we got the ruling we've all been waiting for.
2: A Colorado judge ruled yesterday that President Trump, quote, engaged in an insurrection on January
1: 6th, becoming the first judge to do so. Woo! Boom! Game! Set! Match! Bam! Monologue. Oh, thank you. Mm. 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 I'm off to Cabo, baby.
0: What's that? I'm sorry, I'm being told there's more to that news report
2: but she will allow him to remain on the state's primary ballot. Uh,
0: Welcome back, old friend. Don't go far with that. So here's, here's what went down in Colorado. Even though the Constitution bars anyone who engaged in an insurrection from holding office, and the judge found that Trump engaged in an insurrection, she ultimately ruled that she can't bar Trump because the 14th Amendment explicitly bans insurrectionists from serving as U.S. senators, representatives, and even presidential electors, but it does not say anything about presidents. So he's off on a technicality. It reminds me of this... Piso- It reminds me of this pivotal moment from Air Bud. He's right. Ain't no rules in the dark cap. Hang the vice president. (laughs) So Trump is staying on the Colorado ballot for now. And he celebrated at a rally the next day by taking some swipes at Joe Biden.
3: Now we have a Manchurian candidate in the Oval Office. He's a Manchurian candidate. You know the Manchurian candidate? Go check it out. Go watch the movie. It was pretty good. Not as bad as the real thing. That's one thing. The real thing is even worse.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs>
1: Usually bad things that happen in real life are worse than them happening in movies. <laughs> you know you know The Ring? You know the movie The Ring? It's a pretty good movie. It's a spooky movie. That haunted girl with the hair in front of her face climbs out of your TV and the floor gets all wet and then you die. Spooky stuff, but not as bad when that happens in real life, though. Happened to a friend of mine. Jim doesn't go to Paris anymore because of it. <laughs> big guy, crying guy. Big guy never cried in day IN his life. Comes to me crying, says, "There's a lady in my TV. She comes out, everything gets all wet."
0: <laughs> Trump explained that if he wins, things will look a real different on day one.
3: You know how beautiful the inauguration is. You're down and you're walking up these beautiful stairs to Capitol. Everything's so beautiful. As I'm walking up, I'll be signing about 4 or 5 different documents. I'm not going to wait to get to the other. I may even have I may even have a very tiny little desk put on the 20th stair.
0: That's a funny way to admit you can't walk up 19 stairs without sitting down. And what what is this?
1: What is this? You know, you know what is this hand motion? What is this motion for the stairs? You know stairs? You know how stairs work. They got these stairs. Okay. Not 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 an elevator. No, I'm talking <laughs> these stairs. These stairs, okay. And then and then it all and then it all comes together. All the stairs, they come together. And I'm a jellyfish. I'm a jellyfish. I'm I'm a I'm a jellyfish. I'm a jellyfish. I can't do it.
0: <laughs> but of course the big moment of the rally came when Trump brought up an old classic.
3: It started with Russia, Russia, Russia. Remember that? He was with four hookers. You think that was good that night to go up and tell my wife, it's not true, darling. I love you very much. It's not true. Actually that one she didn't believe because she said he's a germophobe. No, I didn't I thought that would be a big problem. I was gonna have a rough night, but that one she was very good on. She said, no, that, you're okay on that one.
0: Yeah, she, she, was, she was okay with that one, because the, the Trumps have an agreement. Melania lets her husband sleep with any woman he wants, and in exchange, Melania doesn't have to sleep with Donald Trump. <laughs> because
1: I'm a jellyfish. I'm a jellyfish. I'm a... <laughs> Come on. They say I'm a real jellyfish in the sack.
0: I'm <laughs> not sure what that means. not sure what any of that means. But we're not the only country dealing with an insane presidential candidate. Yesterday, in a landslide election, Argentina elected a right-wing former TV host with no governing experience who has been called the Donald Trump of Argentina, which means he has a plan to build a wall with Antarctica and make the penguins pay for it. <laughs> THE MAN IN QUESTION IS PRESIDENT-ELECT AND HALF-BILBO, HALF-TOM-JONES, <laughs> JAVIER Millay. Millay IS A BIT OF A CHARACTER. TO SHOW HOW HE WOULD CUT GOVERNMENT SPENDING, HE OFTEN CAMPAIGNED BY RECKLESSLY WIELDING A CHAINSAW. REMINDS ME OF WOODROW WILSON'S FAMOUS CAMPAIGN SLOGAN, I WANT TO PLAY A GAME. <laughs> HIS healthcare POLICIES ARE ALSO KIND OF BONKERS. HE HAS ADVOCATED FOR LEGALIZING THE SALE OF HUMAN ORGANS. Well, Now we know what the chainsaw's for. (laughs) And it gets weirder. He also claims to get advice from his five bull mastiff dogs cloned from his former pet named Conan. And I'm I'm being told we have a photo of those dogs. (laughs) That's a good boy. Who's a good boy? (laughs)
3: He's (laughs) a good boy. He's a good boy.
0: But Malay might have the restraint necessary to fix his country's problems, because before entering politics, and this is true, he was a tantric sex instructor and has said he can go three months without ejaculating. So, word to the wise, do not hug this man too hard. we got a great show for you tonight.
1: My guest is Mr. David Letterman. Stick around.
0: Gentlemen, my guest tonight certainly needs no introduction. Please welcome back to the Ed Sullivan Theater, Mr. David Letterman. (laughs)
1: <laughs> there
2: you go. Oh, please. Wow. Okay. Thank you.
1: Oh, my Bunch God.
2: Oh, my God. Stephen, control your people. This, I, think, I will I think, say, this yes. is the most enthusiastic audience I have been near since the night I announced I was quitting. <laughs> wow. That that was great. Thank you very much. Welcome back, Dave. It's good to see you. Okay. It's, uh, It's a delight to be back, and let me just share with you a couple of observations I've had since I've been in this facility. Yes, sir. It's like a mall. It's unbelievable. It's, it's like Rodeo Drive. We've, 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 we've oh, fixed it up a bit. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, this is television of the future. Steve, what,
0: do you, what do you think of what we did to the place?
2: I think it's delightful. It's, and, and I was in the uh, dressing room. And by the way, the dressing room is nicer than the nicest hotel I've ever stayed in in my life. I'll be here through Christmas. Yes, they have snacks in the dressing room. And a menu. (laughs) A menu in the dressing room, ladies and gentlemen. Well, sure.
0: Yes. That's only for you, though, Dave. We don't do that for
2: everybody. Oh, I know you're fibbing now. Uh, And I understand beginning tomorrow, the audience gets some. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. I have thought long and hard about the difference between your operation uh, and my operation. I was, by the way, it's it's so funny. Generationally, Mm -hmm. people have certain memories, certain thoughts, certain awareness. So I came to the show this afternoon and people were saying, yes, may I help you? And I I said, I'm Ed Sullivan. (laughs) Got me right in.
1: Sure, yeah.
2: By the way, congratulations on the great success you and your staff have had. Oh, thank you very much, Dave.
1: Thank you very much. Uh, uh,
2: It must be very, very gratifying, and as uh, a handful of people recognize, it's not easy, uh, but you make it look very easy. So congratulations again to you and the entire staff.
0: Thank you. I will
2: will pass that on to the entire staff, but you and I both know
0: it's really the host.
2: No, no. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I'm not saying they're not disgruntled. I'm just saying, pass it along. Now, you were kind
0: enough to let me come talk to you about a week and a half before you uh, stopped being the host of Late Show. And we met up in your office, and I asked you a whole bunch of questions about doing this job. One of the last things I asked you was, is there anything that you wish you had done that, that you didn't do while you were here? And you said, yes. I would like to have tried the desk on the other side of the stage. Oh, is that right? You said that because you used to be up against the proscenium, which is behind those stairs over there right. for people who don't remember. Your desk was up against there. And sometimes i walk over there and the walls begin to bleed. <laughs> but, when, but you said you wanted to try it over here right. because <clears throat> uh, Johnny had his desk on this side of That's the right. stage.
2: That's right. Johnny's configuration was exactly as yours is. And I, and I think, you know, thinking about it, who gives a good well
0: <laughs> we, uh, we have to take a quick break But don't go nowhere We'll be right back with more Mr. David Letterman, everybody <laughs> Listen to Blood is Thicker, The Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free on the 48 Hours Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. It's Mr. David
2: Letterman, everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> you know
0: him. Now, I understand, Dave. I understand that you've got a few announcements you'd like to
2: make. I have some announcements, and, and by the way, thank you for the, uh, for the time. Um, first of all, uh, today is my wife's birthday. And uh, I think nothing is more precious in a marriage than a TV greeting on your birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, honey! Don't wait up. Yeah, don't wait. Don't wait. Up. <laughs> Yeah, that's it for the announcements. If I think of any I'll come I'll come back to them. But that's all I got so far.
0: It's a strange job that a lot of people don't understand. As you said, like the very few people have had these kind of jobs. And I'm lucky enough to have my friend Jon Stewart to talk about this weird job with and my friends in Strike Force 5, and I've actually, in my dotage, I've become friends with Mr. Dick Cavett, which has been fun to hear him tell stories about, like, young Johnny Carson and Jack Parr and stuff like that. Was there anybody for you, when, when, when you were in the chair, that you, were, you could do that with, somebody you could call and just talk about it? Could you call Johnny?
2: But no, but I had such great respect for these guys. Johnny is, was the Mount Olympus. You didn't just call Johnny and say, Hey, Johnny, how's it going? What do you think? Should I do this? And what color? Sh- what, about, what about the color socks? Are they going to be all right, Johnny? You know, I, so no, I was pretty much alone. I was orphaned in the talk show world. Well, uh, I don't appreciate the sarcasm.
0: So we tonight for us this is show 1431 which is nothing. <laughs> nothing for you. You you did of uh, ju- uh, just of late show alone you did over 4000 shows here and I'm I'm just curious what <laughs> they called you. They called you the Iron Man the of Iron Late Night, Man, didn't that's they? right. Yeah. And they were all damn good. What, what do you miss about it after all those 4,000 shows? What do you miss most about doing, a sh- if there is anything?
2: Oh, I, I miss everything. I mean, mostly, it's fun. And uh, very few things in life provide one the opportunity. And I can't speak for you or to you on this topic, but for me, if you muck one up, 24 hours later, you get to try again. And that's, that's a pretty good device.
0: Uh, we call it Kleenex in the box. There's always another one in the box.
2: Yes, exactly so. So that that was great. That made it more and more fun. And then when you do something that you're really proud of, you think, by God, let's do that again. And six, seven years later, you have that experience once more. <laughs> You know,
0: the day before I went on the air, Morty, your old uh, producer, called me, and I would worked on something else, and he goes, Stephen, it, it's... But you
2: said something else. What did you work with? Uh,
0: I worked with them on a pilot that never got made with Barry Levinson and Tom Fontana. Oh,
2: Barry, Barry Levinson. Yeah. Very good, yeah. So
0: the three of them were doing something together. I worked for Panamort, Morty's company. And, mm-hmm. and he called me up the day before I went on the air, and he goes, hey, Steven, it's, it's Morty. I said, hey, Morty. He goes, listen, I just want you to keep in mind, uh, it's going to be great. Uh, just keep in mind, no matter how it goes, it's never as bad as it felt. It always plays better in the box. Yeah. And, I <laughs> said, and he goes, it's never as bad as it felt. It's also never as good as it felt. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and keep in mind there's another one tomorrow yeah that
2: was his advice the the, the home screen is a great equalizer honestly because you, i don't know about you i couldn't leave the building until it was dark and really really dark i'd be so embarrassed but i remember when you came up <clears throat> when you came up to the uh, office and we visited yeah, yeah and this man seemingly fine well-adjusted nice guy he says to me and this is the only thing i remember from that evening two things I showed him how to operate the uh, the freight elevator. Because it's a
0: brass-handled old freight oh, elevator. Oh, anybody Fantastic. get a chance
2: to drive a freight elevator, take it. <laughs> I mean, you, it's, it's just great fun, and the sense of power is amazing and overwhelming. <laughs> and, and you tell people, and they think, no, I don't drive... Well, I know how to drive a freight elevator. <laughs> so we did that. We went up and down about nine times. Uh, and then he says to me... And, and I'm paraphrasing, but I think the memory of this is pretty vivid. He says, um, "Do you have in this building uh, like a Heidi Hole?" <laughs> and you know, I uh, hadn't heard Heidi Hole. I don't know, forever. And I said, "Well," and I'm thinking, "What kind of show is the guy going to do?" <laughs>
0: I asked that, if there was a place that, I could he hide needs from a my, place to hide. Could I it was some place I could hide from my producers? <laughs> <laughs> you said yes, I do and it's great because it's where, close where enough was to it? the pro- I'm not going to tell you because then my producers will know. give <laughs> <Well>, give me <laughs> 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 You me said it's <laughs> actually it's great because it's close enough to where the producers are that you can hear them calling for you and they won't know where you are and 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 they've never found me but here the secret might be they're not looking They may not care if I show up again.
2: Yeah, but see, my problem was I couldn't hide from anybody, and it shortened my life. Um, Give me a hint. Is it in this level of the theater?
0: Yes, because this is where you want to hide from. Is it under
2: your desk?
0: (laughs) No, that's where Jon Stewart
1: lives, (laughs) down there.
0: (laughs) We're going to take another break here, but don't go nowhere. It's Letterman. More when we come back. You and your wife are empty nesters now as your boy harry is off oh of college what is that like for everybody you
2: everybody goes through it it's part of life isn't it and you can't imagine it you're bringing them home from the hospital and the next day you're taking them to college it's it's crazy and people would tell me that and you would think yeah okay but then And you, too, right? Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, three times now. Did it
2: just crush you? Every time. Yeah. Every time. But the blink of an eye, that part is accurate. That
0: part is sunrise, sunset, exactly. You can't believe it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. don't have children. It's not worth it. I think so. Because they leave. They don't care. They don't care. We,
2: uh, when when Harry left a year ago, he's a sophomore now, uh, when when he left, um, we decided we would do one of two things. My wife and I had a counsel about this. Uh, one, we would either uh, have another child... <laughs> or, ...or get a divorce. <laughs> the paperwork, honestly, is about the same either way, so we're kind of stuck. But we do, I don't know, uh, my wife and I uh, run a lot of errands, uh, or, or we talk... <laughs> <laughs> that is so familiar. Or we talk <laughs> we about. For walks. Or we talk about running errands. You know, <laughs> we make a lot of lists. Well, yeah, we're running low on Brussels sprouts. Should we sh- swing by and pick some up? Get in the car. Oh my God. Um, oh my goodness. travel, travel. Yeah, we've we've done some traveling, but I have just found, and I think it's me, more than the world, because for a long time I assumed it was the world, and now I think it's me. Uh, I went into CVS. You know, I spent a lot of time Googling symptoms. Anybody? Uh Uh-huh. It's awful, isn't it? Yes. So I go over to CVS to pick up the salve. And... (laughs) (laughs) So, at CVS, you line up. Oh, yeah. And and, uh, you have your thing. You're going to turn it into the... uh, pharmacist. Uh, and so the guy in front of me is called up to the desk and he, he hands him his prescription and I'm just standing there waiting to be called up. And I see the pharmacist disappear and he comes back with a plastic rod about this long, a, a yellow plastic rod. And, and you know, I, for, for 30 years I was doing a TV show. I don't know much about what's going on. So then the guy thanks him, and the guy leaves, and now I go up to the desk, and all I can think about, I say to the guy, it's none of my business, but what? I, I, the guy hands you a prescription, and you give him a plastic rod, and he says, yeah, yeah. And I said, what, can you tell me what the issue is there? <laughs> and he says, yeah, yeah, go into the bathroom. And I thought, holy, go into the bathroom. He says, yeah, yeah. THAT'S WHERE WE KEEP THE KEY TO THE MEN'S ROOM. <laughs> CRAZY. I DON'T... IT'S JUST NUTS, RIGHT?
0: ONE OF THE GREAT THINGS ABOUT THESE JOBS... <laughs> ONE OF THE GREAT THINGS ABOUT THESE JOBS IS TO SHARE THE STAGE WITH THESE ARTISTS THAT oh, ARE OVER HERE.
2: THANK YOU VERY MUCH. That was so invigorating to hear that music from Paul again. Thank you very much. Oh, man, yeah. uh, before, I don't, but I just wanted to say one thing. I just want to say a quick hi to uh, Dana Carvey. That's all. That's all. I would
0: like to do the same. Yeah.
2: He, uh, I like he the and same. I have the heart surgery in common, mm-hmm. and whenever he would be on the show, I always felt a great empathy and sympathy back and forth because of that. And just hi to Dana Carvey. That's all.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Dan is a wonderful man. Gave me my first job in network television. Yep, I was reminded of that, yeah. Yeah. We have to cut here for just one second to a commercial. We'll be right back with more David Letterman, everybody.
1: Hey, it's David Letterman, everybody.
0: Now, the National are going to be out here in just a moment to perform... (laughs) You're great fans of The National. Are, any other particular performances stick out to you? Because I used to have the album, still do, actually, the CD live on Letterman. What, what stands out to you as some of the great musical performances? Well,
2: well you, it's very kind of you to cite this because it was one of the great parts of the show, and the the people who booked these acts were great producers and in touch with a, lot, a wide variety of music and it was a tremendous gift and when you don't have that in your life every night you really really miss it so it was great to hear you guys again and thank you very much again uh, okay but the uh, i was thinking about this uh, there's uh, the green day whenever green day would be on i was frightened by the drummer
0: Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and because whenever they would finish, he would he would charge the desk and and lunge at me <laughs> to, to the point where I I I assumed he was kidding around, or perhaps he actually wanted to hurt me. But <laughs> looking back at that now, I just said, wow, what a great experience that was. Uh, but let me tell you about the, uh, the, the National here. Can I talk about this? Uh?
0: Please do. Uh, the, Are we good uh, over there? Hold on, let me check with you yeah. guys. We're good so, on time? So um, uh,
2: th- this is the second time in my life that th- this is happening here tonight. Yeah. And uh, I'm thrilled about both occurrences. Uh, the, when we were talking about being on the program, the question came up, what about what about Music. And I, we were talking about names, and I said, what about the National? Because I had just spent some time with them recently and had been to a show recently and, and just really kind of fallen in love uh, with their music. It's tremendous. And, and so, uh, they're on tour. Oh, uh, okay, too bad they're on tour. So uh, somebody said, well, let me, let me check, and got in touch. You know what? They, they're going to leave the tour and come and be on the show. Uh, yeah. Because for a band, TV money is really more interesting. <laughs> uh, so I was really, really touched by that. So uh, they did uh, two shows in Mumbai last night. And... They couldn't hold it together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they're here. Uh, and, and this happened, and I'm so pleased, this happened one other time with Foo Fighters. Mm-hmm. So tip of the hat to Foo Fighters. When I came back from the surgery, they were uh, doing a, a concert in South America someplace, and, again, they went way, way, way out of their way to come and be on that show. So uh, those two groups, uh, I, I'll love them forever. So And thank you for... Yeah, it's good.
0: Well welcome. That and the menu in the dressing room. Those are the two things that we did for you there. Before we go, David... David Letterman. Before we go, um, I have here the last time I was on your show, which is right after it was announced that I'd be taking over the chair here. What year was that? What was that? Uh, 2014. 2014. I took over 15, but in 14 is when this was announced in the spring of 2014. Here's a selfie you and I you and I took that night, and there you go. And I thought, and I thought, since you and I look essentially the same now, <laughs>
2: wow,
0: we could uh, we could try to recreate that. How you would know, that's, you? that's
2: that's not a bad picture of both of us, I guess. No. I don't know. <laughs> so I was hoping I was hoping we could reproduce this. Oh, oh, yeah, this is great because I was going to ask you if I could have my picture taken at the desk. Do you mind? Come on, let's do it. <laughs> very generous of you. Thank you, Stephen. Have a seat, Dave. Have a seat. Uh, uh. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no.
1: So
0: <laughs> I got a question for you because, again, very few people very few people know what it's like to host one of these things. Yeah. And what do you think of my supplies? Is that anything like what you had over there down there?
2: What, all this weed? <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Ready? <laughs> by, the, by the way, in my day, I never would have let this happen. I'm
0: sorry. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Sneak on back here. <laughs> because,
2: you do this because my son doesn't believe I had a show.
0: <laughs> all right. All right. Come over back here, friendo. Okay, Ready? Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives.